You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast that's as cold as the Rockies. Here's to you. Of course, still looking for our first plug. We're still looking for corporate sponsors. Any and all are welcome. Um, Honestly, I don't don't want to say there's no company we'd say no to. (laughs) Just send us the applications and and we'll put them through our ridiculous status review process. At SamHy330 on Twitter or... It's not even what it is, but... Oh, well, shoot. Um, <laughs> it's like his Gmail account or we something probably like that. have. <laughs> well, yeah. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, we, have a tw- we have the Twitter handle, right? What's yeah. our Twitter? Yeah. And what's, our, what's our Twitter handle? On our Insta-Snapgram? You're yeah. actually the only one who has access to it anymore. Ah, all right. Well, you know... If you're well, wondering why we have such bad Twitter presence, it's because... It's because the, the guy who just asked, what's our Twitter, is the only person who has right. access to I it. I got a new phone and forgot the password, but Mason has had it on his phone the entire time. Nathan is, like, from 1998 and literally does not have social media. You got a Facebook. I got a Snapchat. You got the Snip Snap. I don't know. I got a, I got a MySpace. Do you really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr. Do you really? No. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so excited. Uh, Just get with the normal ones. Instagram and Twitter. That's what that's what the kids are on these. Do you want the Tiki Talk? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. So last time we drafted teams, and we each have two to three minutes ish. It's not actually going to be two to three minutes. It's going to be a long one. Yeah. Strap in. Yeah. Strap in. Crack up in a nice ice cold Coors Light. Coors the Rockies. We're Heineken. We would accept some. Uh... All right, we're not the ringer. (laughs) Hey, man, if they can get it. Seasonal beers are back. Uh, So, how do we want to... I also hate Heineken. Yeah. Uh, No, we don't. We actually really like it. No, (laughs) No, no. we're not a fan. Two-thirds of the podcast are not a fan. Listen, if you want me to endorse and like your beer, you better fucking pay me. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Coors. I like Coors. Coors is great. We'll do that for free. Um, I guess there's really no good way to do it except for just doing it. You just want to run, start East Coast, top to bottom, West Coast, top to bottom? Sure. I it's, got my team. Just tell me when I'm up. It's simple. All right. Kill that. All right. So if we go by that, and we'll start in the East. That would probably make the most sense because top to bottom, ideally, will be the least amount of rebuild to the most. And yeah, some there are some liberties. I was here gonna and say there. you say that. But. There are some liberties here and there, and I have a problem. But all right, well we'll start that way. You want to start East Coast or West Coast? We'll start in the West. Start no, in, no, no. Let's start, yeah, start in the East. Yeah. East, the East. All right. So that begins with me. I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Quick recap: Milwaukee Bucks, fifty-six and seventeen, lost in the divisional round. Um, obviously placed first. Um, so some notes I have. Their currently sa- current salary cap is about 130 million. So they're how many is that relatively to? So they're saying the cap this year is going to just cap this year is going to be 109. With the luxury tax added on, it's going to be about 132 million. Ooh. Is what they're looking at for the cap. Is what I Ooh. what I was able to find. So, so the Bucks are over. Um, they really don't. I mean, they've got some expiring contracts right now, but they're like. Connington, Brown, Corver, and Williams are their four expiring contracts, but every single one of them makes less than two million a year. So they're really not saving much pick wise. They have the they only have a first round pick. It's the twenty fourth. Um, 
looking at this team, obviously you have Giannis's contract extension coming up, and you know they want to keep Giannis there. Mm-hmm. Some things that I think they might need to look at before before then is is the coaching. Who knows? Our great regular season coach. We've seen two absolute stalls and inability to make adjustments in the playoffs. And I think you need to make a big roster move. You can't keep running it back. It's the league is only getting stronger next year. It didn't work this year. You got to make a move. And I personally think it starts at Bledsoe. I think you need somebody else. I think, I think the team would have done a lot better had they had Brogdon instead of Bledsoe on this team. So I hear a lot about a crit about Chris Paul to the Bucks with how Bad, their salary looks right. Well, not bad, but how? To be like, fair, they're fifth. They have the fifth highest paid salary of the, of the teams. Yeah. Um, so that's to put it in perspective, 132 million next year. Yeah. So, so I, I just think if they're going to do that, they have to package Bledsoe in that some kind of a trade, right? And some kind of thing. And I I don't know who's going to be willing to take Bledsoe for. Yeah. 20 million a year You're gonna have to for throw... the next two years. You're going to have to throw picks. Dante DiVincenzo, I think, would be out. Um, Ooh, and that's a tough one. That's a glue guy. Right yeah, like may- maybe you can throw Connington. You probably have to lose. Right, um, you can throw Connington. Lose. For Lopez. Well, obviously, I don't know. Sign and trade. Sign and trade. I don't know. I just think if they're kind of stuck right yeah, now. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of stuck, and I think that they're going to look back on it. And regardless if they get Giannis or not, they're going to look back. They're going to say, we should have kept paid Brogdon. Brogdon we should have paid Brogdon. B- b- big picture, do they keep Giannis? They certainly want Don't try. Well, they certainly want uh, no, I, no I, I think 28 teams in the league want Giannis. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll let you figure those two out. Bucks have No, you still consider him. What? I'm gonna say the Lakers because there's no. They would still want him. What are you talking about? There's no way you could pay LeBron, AD, and Giannis. No. Doesn't mean they don't want him. That's true. Want is a bit different thing than right. a can. <laughs> so either way, I think you got to look at a coaching adjustment. You have to look to improve the point guard spot. Try to get off Bledsoe somehow. <laughs> Chris Paul would be nice. I think he'd fit really well with How many Giannis. Picks they got? Just won in the first round, 24th overall pick this year. That's still a pretty so, good pick number. I, I think maybe they draft a point guard. Maybe someone slips. I don't know. Could but, possibly try to draft up or trade up and, and yeah. pull like a Lamelo ball or something. That'd be quite a bit. They'd have to trade for that. But Kill, Killian Hayes is, for whatever reason, not going until after the lottery, too. Maybe he'll, he'll be like, maybe, maybe they can. Maybe they can. Maybe they can. Maybe they can use. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's, I think, all over I think he's top, but I've also seen. I've also seen yeah. mock drafts where he's going in the second round. Yeah. And we will have uh, our next cast will be focused yeah. more on the draft. So we'll probably just do some touches on who, what picks they have, who's around that in some drafts. So that's kind of what we'll do. But so, overall, okay. So quick, ten thousand level view. What do you see? How do you see them finishing next season? Honestly, they're probably gonna. If the roster stays relatively the same, which they're kind of stuck with this roster, unless they can move Bledsoe. Even if they move Bledsoe and get someone else, I don't think that's a big impact, maybe on the defensive end, but certainly not on the offensive end. I think you're looking at about the same thing, really. Because right now they're just kind of saying, let's run it back, and let's run it back has produced the same thing two years in a row. Well, Youngs is going to be a year older. He's going to maybe be a little bit wiser, maybe develop some kind of a shot. There's a lot of maybes out there. There's a lot of maybes. But right now, I'm just looking for them to do the same thing as of right now. And maybe they'll finally get over the hump and make a finals appearance. I don't know. 
Raptors. I think that is Mason. That is me. Los Raptors. 2019-2020 record of 53-19. and They were second in the East. Uh, eliminated in the Eastern Conference semis to the Celtics, losing in seven, which was very one of the best series of the whole playoffs. Um, last season, they had an offensive rating of 14th at 111.1. Defensive rating second at 105. Pace, they were 12th. And they had a pretty re- relatively easy strength of schedule. They were 21st overall. Um, going into this upcoming season, they've got, uh, for the contracts of the 2021 season, 86 million, uh, 25th overall. So they have eight to nine guaranteed contracts within that, making that up. So they have a pretty good rotation already established. Uh, some of the players who are up for free agency, Marcus Saul, who's already considered, I think. I've heard he's going back going to Spain. Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 25.6 million from last year that they don't have to worry about. Uh, Serge Ibaka, who is 31. They were paying him 23.2 mil last season. I'd say try to re-sign him if you can. Um, try to sub three knock, years. knock 5 million off that deal. Yeah, sub three years. It's a boom if you can get him for sub 20, maybe 22 at the most. Um, and then it's a bust if you pay him for more than three years, 25 plus per year. I don't, I don't, I still think 22 is an overpay. I, I, I want him at 15 or yep, Correct. He's still somewhat technically, technically in his prime at 31. Right. He's right on the edge of it. So hopefully he's got a realistic sense about what he, you know, is mm-hmm. worth versus what Toronto can pay him for looking towards next season. But again, it's a dog eat dog world. We're all thinking about ourselves in the end. So okay. if you can get paid by somebody else more somewhere else, I see that happening as well. I've actually got a couple other teams who might be interested in signing him. So we'll, we'll see about that. We'll, we'll, what would you think about them paying him less money on a longer deal? What if they were giving him like a four or five year for twelve a year? I think that's. I think that'd be a great idea. Honestly, right. it gives, gives him more long-term security, um, especially if you, if you front-load that contract. So Plus, it's a fun team to be goes. on, and right. you're going to have some serious com- uh, some serious competitive edge on other teams with how long they've been together. Right. And, you know, not having to worry about superstar egos and things like that. So, um, Serge Ibaka, if you, he, he's just a solid player for them in these past couple of years. Um, Fred Van Vliet, another big, big name, 26 years old. They were paying him 9 mil last year. Uh, rumors are that the Raptors are going to offer him twenty million. Uh, I think two or th- for two or three years, a two or three deal. Um, that's probably what he's worth. He could probably get more. I think his max availability is like 22, 23, 24 mil. But I'm hesitant on Fred. Steady Freddie is a good player in the system that he's in, but do not go out. And I think the Knicks, who are looking for a large, you know, a, a point guard. They could offer him the bag. He could go to the Knicks, and I'd say if I'm Toronto, let him. If I'm Fred, stay where you're at, bro. Get yourself a good team. You're going to make more in the long run. Just, I'd say stick with there. Take a little bit less now. It'll pay off later. Because uh, you're going to be backfilling Kyle Lowry, who's getting a little bit old. So just you you got somebody ahead of you who you can replace. So so his max is 27. You want him at 20. Do you sign him at 22? No. I don't. No, twenty's your hard cap. Twenty's my hard cap because if they're going for the Giannis sweepstakes, they really can't go much higher than that. Okay, but when Giannis is up, so is Kyle Lowry, isn't he? True. So is is there a world in which you sign Freddie, sign Giannis, don't sign Kyle Lowry back unless he's willing to take a massive pay cut, or do you I, like Kyle Lowry walk? That's in my hot takes here. I'd say keep Kyle Lowry on the wings, 
re-sign Freddie, hopefully for 20 mil. When Giannis comes up for free agency, offer him a bag, and then talk to Kyle. Be like, hey, bro, we got Giannis. What, what can we do here? We want to keep you with the team, but also, like, we understand you need your money. So I'd say, Kyle Lowry, you're kind of an afterthought compared to Giannis, and I'd, I'd leave it at that. Because mm-hmm. at that point, you just need him to run the offense. You don't, you're not going to need him to score because you should have he's, Siakam. He's probably making the most money he's ever going to make right now. I agree. I agree. I don't think anyone's giving a bigger, a bigger contract. Yeah. I think he's just getting a little old. Um, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson and Chris Boucher are also on uh, uh, free agents this year. Two I, and think, half I think Boucher's interesting in and the fact that maybe they try to use – maybe they let Serge walk and maybe they try him. So I don't know. Here's the thing about that. Serge maybe. is 31. Chris Boucher – or Boucher – 27. Yeah, he's pretty old. He's a little bit older. He's this is his third year in the league though. Right. So he's he was relatively. He was. Older I think guy. he was a four he year played, guy. He played out. overseas for a long time, right? A couple I, years. He might have been a, a four year guy out of Oregon too. Yeah, he was four years out of Oregon and then he played overseas a couple of years. Um, I'd say Rondé Hollis Jefferson and Chris are also kind of on the same tier as far as what they can produce. They're pretty similar shooting splits, similar point production, rebounds, and assists. Uh. Try to bring one of these guys back on an MLE, mid-level exemption, and then hopefully go from there. Uh, but again, you already have your eight- to nine-man rotation. You're just looking to bolster your squad and hopefully get into the honest sweepstakes for next year. Run it back. I don't see these guys. So they, have, they also do have two picks, the 29th and the 59th. Kind of, it kind of sucks. But they are pretty historically good at finding talent, so I'm not even going to hazard a guess as to who they're going to draft. But they've got a way about it. So... Uh, overall, you know, got this, obviously some decisions to make, and I think you're you're playing towards Giannis. Yeah, I also had a hot take uh, for each team that I did pursue Aaron Gordon and Demar Derozan uh, on a one year deal. They're or sorry, those guys are each on their last year of their contracts. So if you can get them to come in for this last year, you can possibly put a playoff push. Uh, show that Giannis, you're very you're a competitive team, always looking to you know try to go for the chip. And, you know, if you do well uh, and you don't win the honest sweepstakes, now you have somebody you could possibly resign in DeMar DeRozan or Aaron Gordon, who are also not Giannis Antetokounmpo, but also nothing to scoff at. Can you imagine if they end up getting Giannis and they, like, let, they force DeMar DeRozan out twice? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, man. This ain't your day. Uh, but next season, I predict the Raptors to be top four in Eastern Conference. And I'm going to say they're going to possibly a high level make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I don't see them going any further than that. Next team is the Celtics, and I think you have them as well. I do, I do, I do. I predict them to be one of the teams to possibly knock the Raptors out of the Finals again. Um, (coughs) And so we'll see what they can do, but they've got some work they have to do. 2019-2020 2019-2020 record, 48-24. and 24. They were third in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, or in the Eastern Conference, eliminated in the Eastern Conference Finals in six games to the Heat. Uh, for that season, they were fourth on offense and defensive ratings at 113.3 to 107. Uh, they were 17th in uh, terms of pace, and again, they also had a somewhat easy schedule, strength of schedule of 26th. Uh, so basically, the contracts that they have for next year, 2021-22 season, they have 140 million which is the third most in the NBA. 
Um, they don't have a lot of stuff that they can do, but there's not a lot that they need to do. The free agents, big ones that are, are Brad Wanamaker at 31. He was pre- previously getting paid $1.45 million at minimum, uh, which is a minimum salary for him. However, this is a contract year for Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum, um, amongst some other less important players. But for Gordon Hayward, he's 30. He's getting paid $34.1 million. This is a player option if he picks it up this year, which not a guarantee. You, I, I'm, you pick that up. You should. He should. <laughs> he's never going to be making anything. Within $10 million of that. But if he doesn't take it and he re-signs with Boston for less for a longer period of time, that's also another option. Or he talks with the Celtics and gets traded, uh, doesn't pick it up, tests the market. That's what his agents actually come out and said is they're not really just... I've got a team that I think he could be a really good fit for. You've got a couple. Yeah. He's, he's a pretty good um, uh, small forward right. who really brings a lot to the table in terms of can make plays, can score can just be a really good glue guy who goes well on 30 on on 30 teams. Um, so he's up for free agency next year. We'll see what he does going forward. Jason Tatum is the big one. He's 22. Is he, is he on his last year of his rookie deal? So he's nine, extension yep, eligible? 9.9 million rookie contract, extension eligible. I'm assuming that they're going to extend. He's going to take that extension. <clears throat> it just seems silly if he doesn't. Um the kid's going to be a superstar. He's he's honestly already halfway there, but it's going to take a lot of – you'll hope that he will get some other veterans um, around him or to stick around him like yeah. him and Walker. And they, and they got a lot coming off the books after next year too. Yes. So, I mean, you're losing both Tyson Cantor's $5 million. Uh, Brown is also up for an extension too. I think um, I'm seeing – or is that – Never mind, never mind. No, they pay him. Come on, look at that. Yeah, so there's going to be, I think, you, the person you're going to want to re-sign is Brown. However, uh, that Tice Cantor <clears throat> coming off the books thing doesn't really worry me because they have four picks in the 2020 draft. 14th via Memphis, 26th, 30th via Milwaukee. So t- typical, typical Boston. And 47th. Always, always having draft picks. These guys are fucking stacked. They're going to be able to get as many players as they want through the draft. I'm guessing a couple of them are going to be big men to test out, see who, who works out. I mean, out. hell, like, why not use all four and oh, they, they get one? Will. They you might even use one. I mean, if you get trade up, your lineup I'll is pretty. You trade up or just trade for an established big man. Exactly. Right. Right. They have so much platitude for what they can do. <clears throat> uh, some likely available guys. Uh, Precious Achiwara, Achiwa, he was a power forward center from Memphis. Uh, Leonardo uh, Balmaro, 6'7". Uh, small forward, power forward, Barcelona. Uh, draft and stash, possibly. He's a ball handler. Um, a couple other guys. Hot take, trade picks or Gordon for some combo to Indy, to Miles Turner or Sabonis. Uh, also that other players who well for... you should be interested in looking at. Vucevic, you'd have to trade for. Ibaka, free agent. Plumlee, eh, not as high on that one. Steven Adams or Christian Wood, also a free agent. He he's gonna. I think he's one of the bigger free agent he's, names. He's, he's gonna get paid. He's gonna get so overpaid. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Which I also have the Pistons later on, and we'll talk about that. So, you know, and that actually fits right in. I've got the Pacers. Before we do, before we do, Boston Celtics next year are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I could see them going to the finals depending on who they play. Okay. So I got the Pacers, and what you said about Miles Turner kind of fits into what I asked. So Pacers, forty-five and twenty-eight, fourth in the East, lost in the first round. Um. Space is 124 million right now. 
And honestly, uh, it gets a little better next year. But coming into this year, Justin Holiday is the only expiring contract worth any note. He was just making $5 million-ish. Didn't play a ton. Um, they have one pick. It's in the second round. It's the 54th pick. Uh, still do not have a new coach yet. I think that is something that they're looking on. Um, a couple of things. They have a middle exception they can use. I think the real question here, besides obviously you're going to pick as a coach, is what do you do with Oladipo? Um, came back, didn't look as good as their, you know, you try to trade them. Obviously, you know, you'd, be, you'd be selling low right now on that. And then, so I think my big two questions for the Pacers like, what do you do with Oladipo? And can you move either Turner or Sabonis? I feel like it'd more likely be Turner for something else. As you said, the Celtics might, you know, <clears throat> be available to trade for them. And I feel like there's a lot of people who could use Turner. But I think if Gogo Badaze is what they want him to be and what he can be, then there's really no point of having that many centers on your roster. Yeah, yeah he didn't murder Tristan Thompson on that one. Time. So, <laughs> so I, I think they're looking at a possible trade there. Now there's no rumors to to you know say any of that. TJ Warren broke out in the bubble. I think you got to look to see if any of that is for real. If that is for real, then if you go Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren, let's say Sabonis, and you're able to trade Turner for a wing player, that's a pretty solid starting five. Um, outlook, you know, they don't have a ton of move flexibility this year unless they were to move off Oladipo. Um, or trade Turner, so I think they're just going to run it back with a new coach, and they're probably going to end up four to six, like they do every year, because they're just a team that plays hard every night. And they still haven't hired a coach, have they? No, they are coachless. Okay. I and I haven't really heard much about who is like. Dean Tony's still available, right? Yeah, and I but I haven't heard anything about who's you know leading, who's the front runner in that race, so. We're getting late in the game for them not to have a coach, considering they're trying to start the season in a month and a half. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's only going to be that they're going to be draft free agency play. So it's going to be going to be a crazy upcoming few months here. So that's all I have on the Pacers. Feels like a pretty Pacers thing. So I guess the next is the Heat, and I have the Heat. Sam, you're just not going to do anything for the first half of this podcast, I apparently. Didn't want any good East teams. Didn't want any good East teams. What are you talking about? Got the Knicks. Yeah, that's true. Heat, 44-29, fifth in the East, lost in the finals. They are actually they're looking pretty good for their cap space right now. They're sitting at 82, but they have a lot of expiring contracts. Scoring Drogic, Hill. Myers Leonard, Crowder, Haslam, and Derek Jones Jr. So I think looking at this, the big question I have for them, well, they have they have one draft pick. It's in the first round. It's twentieth pick. Um, they have a trade. They have a trade exception and some mid level exceptions. Olenek has a thirteen million player option, which will probably opt into if I had to guess. Smart. Um, my question is for you: Who are you bringing back? Because there's a lot of pieces that played um, here. I think Crowder is probably one of your is one of the big ones that you bring back. And the question is, do you trust Kendrick Nunn enough to let Drogic walk? I don't know if they do yet. Obviously, had a great regular season, struggled in the playoffs, and they are also kind of looking towards twenty twenty one with Giannis. I think. I mean, you 
or not, not just Giannis, but you know they have the money to to sign a big name. So whether it's Giannis or someone else, I think they're looking to 2020. And I think the big question then is who do you bring back? If you are confident that Kendrick Nunn is your point guard of the future and you can let Dragic go or if you can get Dragic to sign at a lesser amount, that'd be great. Because right last year he made twenty million dollars. He was great. I'm not sure if he's a twenty million dollar point guard but, still though. But not now. I think they give Drogic and Jay Crowder one year thank you deals where they overpay him for a year. Just like, hey, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep the team together as was, but it's one year, and then free agency comes back around, and we all know what's gonna happen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna keep us right because that's yeah. the extension, right? And yeah. one of the big things that the Heat do have to look at is that 2021 season. Besides trying to sign a free agent, is Bam Adebayo's contract right. expires then? So that's gonna be an well, extension, he's extension too. Eligible this year, right? Yeah. So, and then the the question is then just you know how much does Bam, how much is how much does Bam get paid now like nowadays? Because if you let him go to the twenty twenty one draft, someone is going to pay him more than you will. Yeah, and uh, you can if you're going through another one. I think he's a twenty five mil a year player. I agree. I agree. I think he has a lot of upside, and I think he showed made a huge, obviously massive leap, especially on the offensive end this year. And I think if that's if that's the trajectory he's on. Yeah, he might be. He's the best player on the team. He might be. So that's Heat. Um, you know, they're going to be frisky. I think. You know, they're so probably frisky. good. Frisky. Yeah, okay. they're going to run it back, and I, I think they're again. I wouldn't want to face the Heat in the playoffs, much like this past year. I think they're going to run it back with a pretty similar team. So I would expect them to be Eastern Conference title contenders once again. I think. So, so far we've done five teams and all four are going to make, and four of the five are going to make the Eastern Conference Finals? They could. They could. <laughs> Do you have the Sixers? Yeah. So now you're about to add a fifth to that, maybe? No. All right. Go no. ahead with the Sixers. So, the 76ers, um, as far as what their mission is for this next year, um, it's to establish team identity. I know we've never asked this question before, but we have to find out if you can make Embiid and Simmons fit together. Um I say you give Doc and Moray a year to figure out. Um, another big mission for this next year is they have to get off two of the five worst contracts in the NBA. Right? Horford? Between Horford and Harris, those are two of the five worst contracts in the NBA. So bad. Along with John Wall. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, CP3. Yep, that's it. That is it. Russell Westbrook. Nope. Yeah. Nope, it's a great one. It's a good contract. Yeah. Don't at me. But, um, I can't see it if you do. But regardless, I for for you know I think bringing in Moray, uh, I think the fact uh, Moray has since he became GM of the um, Rockets, he has made more trades than any other GM in the league. He ain't afraid about it. He'd and be like, so, oh, "You're gonna hate me, but I'm gonna make it the trade that I think is right for this team." And so he's the perfect GM for uh, bringing in. If you are gonna try to move off these contracts, if you are gonna try to restructure the team. Um, He's also big into analytics, which I think you really need an analytics approach if you're going to make those two players work together or eventually decide that they don't. But when you have – I think you've got two top 20 players in the team, and the fact that you can't make two top 20 players work is astounding. Um, as far as uh, as far as players they're losing, Alex Burks, Kyle Quinn, La- uh, Raul Neto, and Norvell Pell, um, uh, re-sign, them. <laughs> Re- re-sign them or don't. They're all less than like two million. Uh, they got the 21st pick in the draft from the Thunder. Um, with that, 
just add another wing player. That's where you need depth. Shooting. Yeah. Um, and so they have no money for free agents. Uh, I don't really know who they can target because they have no money for free agents. I think instead they need to be looking to move Horford or uh, I I say move Horford first, but um, I don't I don't even know. I was looking around for good targets. I don't. There's people who would take them, but you have to pay for them to take them, right? Yeah. And I just don't realistically see how you can make this team, how you can get off those teams without it hurting. Uh, I think, honestly, Matisse Thibel is starting to look young and promising, and he might have to be the piece that you need for them to take one of them. Uh, That's a lot of cap to move. Right. And so uh, I really, honestly, I think that you need to, before you can, they're going to be very stagnant this offseason. And you're going to have this GM and coach work with what you have because there is a lot of talent on this team. It's just not meant to go together. Yeah. So you got to see, so you got to see what you can do. And frankly, you know, if, if you're trying to get off of Horford, there's nothing wrong with letting Horford start at the four, Town and Beeb to go real easy on the boards and let Horford get some extra rebounds, let Horford's shooting percentage go up. At those stats! Right, right. Make, make him look really good for a trade. I think that actually might be the way you get off of him. Oh, wow. Al Horford looking great this season. What a steal! All defense, Al Horford. <laughs> Is he an all-star? No, he's not. Uh, I think he was in Boston. He was not. Yeah, he was. He was, but he shouldn't have been. Yeah, he should have been. It's intangibles, okay? I wouldn't expect you to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me about intangibles. My favorite player is Russ Westbrook, damn it. Okay. Uh, what are his intangibles? Yelling at refs or making no. teammates mad? Yelling at mothers and the babies to let okay. them know that he's that fucking dude. Right. Intangibles. All right. All right. Brooklyn Nets. He's got the Nets. Oh, yeah. All and Nets Sam here. is back to singing this cone of silence. <laughs> So, Brooklyn Nets, we got the 2019-2020 record of 35-37, and 7th in the East. Yes, you heard me. A losing record and 7th in the East. God, did they hate that. They did not want to make... The East is fun. They did not want to make the playoffs at all. And it, so much so that they're like, oh, we're going to have a bubble? Screw it. None of our players are going. We're going to sign all these people who are trash and just send them anyway. Chris LeVert went. We're going to send all these people who are trash... And let's see what they do. So they were eliminated in the first round, surprisingly, by the Raptors at 0-4. Um, the season leading up to that unceremonious exit was a 22nd overall offensive rating, uh, 9th overall defensive rating. Uh, their pace was 9th overall, and they had the 25th easiest schedule. Uh, the contracts for the 2021 season... And going forward is only gonna get worse. They are right now the fourth most with $140,350,000. And it's only gonna get worse because they signed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, which, not a bad idea, but it doesn't leave them a lot of latitude to move around. Free agents are Joe <coughs> Harris, who's 29, getting paid $7.67 million. And they're he, probably gonna lose because he's gonna want more. He's gonna be he's gonna be north he of should. ten. He's gonna be north of ten. Joe, Joe Harris to me is fifteen million. Honest, uh, fifteen million dollar range or north of that even. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely give him fifteen million for four years. I'd do that. Um, puts him right at well fifteen. Well, he's twenty nine. He's twenty nine, right at the peak. 
I probably paid him for three or four years just to get him on 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 it for a. He's less. also a shooter. Shooters stay in the prime longer. Right? Exactly. Example. So that's why Kyle Corver. JJ Reddick. Uh, Trevor Reza. Danny Green. Yeah. But you need to try to shed people to keep him because it's unlikely that they're going to if they don't. Uh, contract year people. Garrett Temple, 34, paying him 5 mil. Jared Allen, 22, 3.9 million. That's going to hurt when you have to pay him. He's going to be extension eligible. And Timothy Luol, blah, 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 blah. he's 25, getting paid <laughs> 1.8 million. What's the. Uh, so. Cabarro, by the way. Right. Timothy Luol Cabarro. Ah, thank you. What's up? So could they move off DeAndre Jordan? Or do you think that would be like a big no no for Kyrie and Kevin Durant? That's the intangibles of this team because how does the team chemistry work? When you got Kyrie and Kevin Durant, because on the because, team. because really you look at it, you look at it. Josh Allen and DeAndre Jordan are basically the same person. No, one of them is much younger and better. Exactly. Jared yeah, Jared Allen. Like, <clears throat> yes, no, exactly. They are very much a similar player. So yeah, the question is, what would Jared Allen can shoot a little bit too? Yeah, what would moving off DeAndre Jordan just tank your locker room? If it does, then that locker room is not stable to begin with. So I mean, it's got Kyrie and Kevin Durant. It's probably not going to be stable to begin with in general. And I always, I, I truly believe that Kyrie Irving has winning at his best interest in mind. I believe Kevin Durant is the same way. Case in point, moving from the Thunder to the Warriors. Always want to win. So, I don't think that's going to be a problem. As long as they are winning, they're going to be fine. If they start to lose, things are going to get rough. Um, as far as contracts go, they're, they're going to have to play with what they got. Uh, they've got a lot of guards uh, that they might be able to turn into something. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert are, I think one of them is going to be there next season. One of them is not. I don't know which one is which. Um, they do have two picks this year, uh, 19th and 55 overall. Um, That's the thing. They're, they're, they're adding $5 million with that 19th pick too. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's really, really going to get tight on them. Um, some keys, Kevin Durant's return paired with Kyrie is a scoring duo that matches as anybody and may even surpass LeBron James and Anthony Davis. What doesn't match those two guys I just mentioned? Defense. Yeah. Defense was ninth overall this year. That is going to drop. Kevin Durant can be a good defender when he wants to. Can, just like LeBron. True, true. But hopefully he's not been hindered by this recent injury. That's we'll see true. how he we'll comes be. back. We'll, we'll see. That's... That's um, a big. This is a, this team is a big question mark because you see the names and you're like just pure basketball ability. You're like that. That's a that's a great team. Scoring is also, not going to be a problem for this team. Also, brand new head coach. Uh, yeah, Steve Nash. Stevie Nash. He's on here. Right. Um, they've got the new coach of Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire as an assistant coach. That's going to be fun to see. Are they going to get into some fast pace? We've already seen some comments about how Kevin Durant is probably going to play some center at some point. So they're going to maybe get in some small ball action there. Watch out, Rockets. Uh, okay, Again, my, my big keys to this is the real challenge will be the cons- uh, cohesiveness of the major superstars to old head previous scorers. Uh, defense, question mark. We'll see. And uh, start the throw over DeAndre Jordan. What are we doing here? I, we totally understand, Kyrie. He's your boy. Whatever. Start Jared Allen over, over uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hot take, uh, formulate a trade package for power forward with defense first mindset, uh, Houston, like maybe, uh, PJ Tucker, uh, Rocco or Rocco, if possible, the, let's see here, 
The Nick Clippers, like the Clippers, the Nets' success countdown is two years. Uh, well, the Clippers from last year to this year. So Cl- Clippers have already blown a year. They've already blown a year. The Nets have two years to make some serious things happen, or else we're going to start seeing similar discussions about, are they going to blow it up? Are they going to go elsewhere? Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. And there's not a lot of moves that can be made signing without giving up some picks. So it's all going to come down to how valuable they think those are. in the amount. Next season, I predict them to go to highest ceiling to the finals. Lowest ceiling, first round exit. I, I see them making the playoffs, but I see them possibly going to the finals and losing or losing in the first round. What about the second round? They could lose in the second round. It's not. It's not finals or first round exit, Sam. It's there. Here's the window. Magic. I think that is. That is me. That is, I think that is Sam has one of his top tier Eastern this, Conference this teams. This is my second best team in the East. Uh, this is, I also would. First of all, the Magic won me a dollar sixty nine from Nathan this year. So I think all of our listeners, if you don't already know that, should know that. But. Mason lost, or Nathan lost a dollar sixty nine. You're eating into your three minutes here. Because the Magic made the playoffs when he said they wouldn't. Didn't the Phoenix Suns not make the playoffs though? Yeah, because Chris LeVert can't just shoot a layup. He said that should throw up a long mid ranger. Listen, they were what the Phoenix Suns were one missed layup from Chris LeVert away from winning the NBA championship this year, and you can take that to the bank. All right, so moving back. What to the bank? <laughs> Taking that. You still move, use a bank. <laughs> Moving back to uh, the Magic, uh, I think that their mission is just to pretty much run it back and uh, uh, let their young core uh, continue to develop. Vucevic is kind of their guy right now. I'd say if you can move off him and trade and get better assets, that's fine because you have other centers. Extended them. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't even extend him. They re-signed him, but he's on a pretty team-friendly deal. That's fair. Uh, uh, but I honestly, you've got so much young talent, and John Isaac is definitely not back for a lot of it. I think he's a big part of your future. Mm-hmm. So you got to wait for John Isaac to get back and assess where you're at for, there for now. You keep Aaron Gordon and let him go. I, th- I, think you could, last year. I think you could uh, I think you try no, to move him. I think, I think you try to move Aaron Gordon, to be honest. I think, I think, it's I really th- not working for whatever I, he's doing. I, I think, you know, he, he hasn't. He's had flashes of being good, and I think he can fit into a lot of people's schemes that they wanted to try it. So I think I think you could probably get a get a buyer the for Aaron, Aaron Gordon Aaron, if they wanted to. They have Aaron Gordon through the twenty one twenty two season, and he's on a back loaded deal, so you might as well keep him. Um, but Evan, oh, that's going to be a trade friendly deal right there. Evan Fournier has a player option. My guess is he'll opt in. Um, what's the player option for? Seventeen million. Yeah. 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 He's not gonna. Uh, so you're losing bad. DJ Augustine, uh, Michael Cutter Williams, and Wesley Alwandu. I say you sign back Alwandu. He's young and has some promise. Not even that young. He's 25. But he plays good defense. And he's not Michael Carter Williams or right <laughs> or the other guy. Oh, uh, and so uh, you also have the 15th <laughs> pick in the draft. I say you target a backup point guard. Markel Fultz, your guy. He's starting to look like a NBA player. Just make sure that your backup can shoot. Right. Ideally. The, I think it, shooting's an issue with this it, team. It, it, it's, it's a team that doesn't have a lot of shooting, but the scoring is their worst. Evan Ford yeah. and Terrence Ross are both good shooters. Alfred Gamino's streaky. Um, and John Isaac's a good shooter. He just doesn't really shoot much at all. Like his percentages are fantastic. He just doesn't take a lot of shots. Um, and really, I think it's about getting out of the old regime, uh, try to sign away Vucevic, uh, 
really, Vucevic's 30, and he and James Ennis, no, DJ Augustine's 32, but he's gone, so yeah. It's really not that old of a team, so I say you just keep on running with your young core and try to get a good piece in this draft. But, you know, you're making the playoffs every year, granted, in the East. It, the, you, your contracts aren't such that you can't make a splash this next year, so keep the ship steady, and then you lose a lot of contracts in the 21-22, especially if you trade off Vucevic. So just keep hold the hold the ship steady and run it back for another year. Um, as far as free agency targets, um, I say that you go after uh, Chris Dunn, Matthew Bellavidova, Jordan Clarkson, all of them as a potential backup point guard. Good pick. Good pick. I like it. I like it. But uh, so where do you where do you, where do you see them this year? Going to be a lot more mediocrity. Uh, I see them being the seventh or eighth uh, seed in the East and losing in the first round. So the usual, yeah, yes, the usual, <laughs> the good old usual. And All right, do you want to put a dollar sixty-nine? Yeah, I'll take, a doll, I'll take a dollar sixty-nine right now for next year, Nathan. <laughs> we'll run it back. We'll run it, back. run it back. We'll run it back. Oh, I love it. Timestamp seven thirty-six on ten twenty-nine of twenty twenty. We're yeah, running it back. Don't, don't do that. People are gonna realize how long it takes us to publish these things. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Uh, We'll, we'll, we will publish them more regularly when the sponsors start rolling in. Well, honestly, right. this is on Ucor's light. <laughs> <laughs> Next team is the Hornets. I have uh, them at a abysmal twenty. Yeah, right. Twenty-three and forty-two. That was hey, that is for, a full eleven more win, or nine more wins than we thought they were going to get. That's true. That is abysmal. What I got, like ninth in the East. Um, got some leeway. 80 million is their is their salary right now. It's like a 28 to play with. Um, Biombo, Hernan Gomez, and Bacon all expire this year. Uh, Biombo made 17 million. I think you can probably get them if you wanted them back for less than that. Pick wise, they have the third overall picked pick, and then this in the second round they have the 32nd to 56th. The big thing is like, all right, you got to pay Batum 27 million this oh year because he's he is opting, and this is the final year. You want to talk about one of the worst contracts in the NBA. Jeez. We forgot about Nicholas Batum. It's his final year. They're paying him $27 million, and he would be a fool not to opt into that because he won't even get half of that if he signs God, this is gonna, right He's going to retire after this, man. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so looking at those, and then both Devontae Graham and Malik Monk can be extended this year. You have to make decisions on them about what you want to do. Do you think Devontae Graham can be your point guard of the future? Is Malik Monk an adequate shooting guard in this league? He's been very streaky, but we've seen him have games where he will pop off for 30 out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So the question is, can he at least is he at least enough to be a role player? Monk's making five million right now and Graham is making one point five million. So, obviously, Graham's going to cost more. You do have a lot of room, and what? it is hard to draw someone to what, what Charlotte. You, what do you project Graham making? Maybe, How many years does he have left on his contract? This is, this is, him and Monk are both in the final year this year. So, this oh, is boy. when they would get an extension. Well, they're like the 25th most what, what is, team. Yeah, so what is, um, what, exactly, but the question, like, obviously, it's hard to sign a free agent to Charlotte, but if they wanted to, they kind of want to save some of that. For that, right. Um, whatever. What's Fred VanVleet making right now? Right now, nine. he's making nine. nine. He's gonna be looking for twenty to. I I, I I think Devonte Graham might be in the Fred VanVleet right now kind of range. Maybe a little more. Maybe really? get up there to I, ten. I, I think he's like a fifteen. You think he's player. more than fifteen? Yeah. Um, he's still young. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think you necessarily have to bring Biombo back. I 
bring Bacon back. He's not going to cost a lot. Um, he's a young player. Obviously, you have you know, you got some young pieces that you just don't know about. You had Bridges, Washington, Monk, Graham. But the third draft pick, I think you need – honestly, you need a little bit of everything. But I, th- <laughs> I, I think they, they do need a little bit of everything, but Cody Zeller is not an adequate starter. They need a franchise in the player. League. Yes, they – yeah, that's what they need because not all the their entire roster are solid role players. They need a franchise changer, and right now for this roster, I think you get that wherever you think you can. If that is Wiseman at three, if that is Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, whoever you think is the best overall player, I think you take because right now this roster is made up of a bunch of guys who would be solid backups on another team, and that's what this roster is. Yeah, which gets you twenty three wins. Award. Hey baby, that's one award. more. All right, what's your what's your projection? 20, 25 wins because they'll lighten up. We don't know how long the season's gonna be. Um, they're certainly not making the playoffs. I would expect them to be honestly a little well another year and another well. None of those teams are getting better. I, I think they'll be. I think they'll be win wise about the same, but I think. They won't be a nine seed. I think they'll be more like a ten and eleven. Because I think I could see um, the Bulls possibly jumping in. The Wizards getting John Wall back. That's a wild card. And I think the Hawks are going to be better than twenty forty seven. So, well, you said it, Chicago Bulls. No, the Wizards are next. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because they were ninth. Yeah. Don't jump the gun on my Washington Wizards. Yeah. 25 and 47 for 10th in the East. Have 103 million. That's right up on the cap space. They have like a $5 million left, surprisingly. Uh, big thing with them is Bertans. Bertans and Napier are their free agency uh, contracts that are expiring of worth. Um, but you can probably deal without Shabazz Napier. The question is can they get Bertans back? Obviously, they don't have a lot of cap space. What's John Wall going to be like? We don't know. He's making $40 million this year, so you'd like to think he'd be at least worth $20 million of a player right now, but who knows. Obviously, Beal signed that big deal. Are they going to move him? Is someone going to throw, you know, four first-round draft picks? Who has four first-round draft picks? The Oklahoma City Thunder do. That would be a fun-looking fit next to um, next to SGA, maybe. I think someone will try to trade for him. Um, they have they have a mid level exception and some trade exceptions. I think their big question is, you know, is going to be are they going to do anything with Beal and can they keep Bertans in any way? Because he's a big part of their team. He's making seven million this year and he's going to be probably around fifteen at least. Be I would trade. say. I can see him getting Especially in, yeah, in this market with a lot of good free agents, so. To be honest, I expect them to be better than last year. They might even be fighting for the to beat the Magic in for the eighth seed. Um, well, we don't know. <laughs> what? That's just unrealistic. <laughs> okay, sick. So I don't know. It, John Wall hasn't played basketball in two years. That that's the thing. And the style of game he plays is very much like Westbrook. It is aggressive. It is you know you take a lot of hits. You're driving a lot. It's not a finesse game it's it's aggressive and it's hard on the body so i'm a little worried about what he's going to be like coming back so i don't really see him 
being obviously peak form. He hasn't played basketball in two years, so who so, knows? So other than OKC Thunder, do you see Beal going anywhere? I think a lot of people are going to be making cases for it. I've heard. I've heard oh, I agree. I think anyone who can and is willing to trade for Beal will be trying to. He's yeah. one of the best shooting guards in the league. So why would and he can play the three if need be? Why would you not want him? So I don't see Washington moving off from him until they see how it fits back together with, with John Wall. It could be like a mid. John Wall could be absolutely terrible. I don't think he will be, but he could be absolutely terrible. I'm like, well, we need somebody. So it's in. We'll see how it goes, but. Where did you put them? Uh, I, th- I thought they'd be fighting the Magic. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, well, moving on to finally the Chicago Bulls. Sorry to jump the gun on you beforehand. They had a record of 22-43, and 43, giving them the 11th seed in the East. Uh, not great for them. They've got a 27th overall offensive rating, a 12th overall defensive rating. Uh, thank you, Tom Thibodeau. Um, the 16th overall, or not, not thank you, Boylan. Um, 16th overall in pace, and their strength of schedule was technically the easiest, but maybe I'm reading that wrong. Strength of schedule, I don't know, disregard that. Uh, contracts for the 2021 season with strength of schedule SOS or SRS? OS. Okay, um, contracts for the 2021 season. They are 106 million. They have the 19th most, which is the 19th most, or whatever you want, how you ever want to look at it. Um, they have 12 guaranteed contracts. Um, their big free agent of this year is Chris Dunn, uh, who is getting, who's 26 and getting paid 5.3 million. Let him walk. Fuck him. He's not good. Doesn't do. He what. he's made he made. Three and a half assists as a point guard. Yes, but he was their backup, and he was more a defensive one. He definitely got better on the defensive end since he was drafted. Yeah, he was, he was certainly over two steals a game. he was certainly a better player yeah, in college. Yeah. That's great. Um, but also, they didn't turn into any points. They're twenty seventh overall in offense. They have nothing. Well, their team was also like devastated with injury for the majority of the season, though. And Otto Bo- Porter Jr. Boylan is absolute dog shit. Yeah, Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter, Wendell we'll, Carter Jr. Uh, we'll see Billy Donovan turn this turd into a diamond, but I have my doubts about Chris Dillon. We'll see what he can do. His shooting splits were 44.5, 25.9, and 74. Can't shoot free throws, can't shoot threes. Eh, on field goals, not a great score. Defense, yes, he's a good, better defensive player. Maybe he's Pat Beverly. Um, so maybe you keep him around for that. Awesome. So, end all be all, I think, let him walk. Uh, I'm not convinced, but Billy Donovan might, has been able to do a lot with less, so. What have you got for less than five mil? It's 5.3 mil right now. He's 26. I don't foresee that happening. I think the most that you pay him, if he is going to come back, Seven million for two years. Seven million a year for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fourteen overall. Um, so we'll see what they do with that. But that's that's the only free agent they've got. Um, they've got two picks, the fourth and the forty-fourth via the Grizzlies. Uh, I think that they need a backup shooting guard or small forward, uh, a good one, and I like a point guard to them too. The point guard that they have, Kobe White, who I think oh, is going to Oh, that's true. They drafted him last. I forgot about Kobe I, I White. I think he's actually doing pretty well for him. Good score, good hustle, 
Uh, way, so, that, way better shooter than a projected initially. Exactly. So he's been he's been turned out correct. Um, some people who they could target, I think uh, Halliburton, Tyrell Terry, and Cole Anthony, all of which are within their range of getting. They've got the fourth pick, so they can pretty much have their own pick of who they want. You might uh, even be able to trade down if you want Halliburton or Cole Anthony. Exactly. So they've got some flexibility there. Uh, new coach of Billy Donovan. I, I'm curious to see what he does with this roster. I think he's going to come in and try to not tinker too much, but I think he knows who he likes and what kind of players he likes. That's why he went there. Um, this is Porter Otto Porter Jr.'s last guaranteed season. This is, he has a player option for $27 million. be absolutely ridiculous for him not to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Laurie Markkinen also on his last uh, season as well of his rookie deal. Um, Do you understand Laurie Markkinen? I, I think do. you do. I think he's been misused, one of the most misused players in the NBA, and I think he's got a lot more to, to give and to show. And I, 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 I think I think you at least gotta you gotta extend him and you gotta let Billy Donovan try mm-hmm. to do something with him. And if he doesn't work, then you can trade him. If someone's gonna want to stretch for, he can shoot well. Well, this is his last season, so Lori's probably got one year left to figure out if he's good or not, and then they'll let him walk or resign. Don't think they're gonna trade him, but who knows. Uh, Zach Levine's got two seasons left. So again, how do you want to restructure this team? How do you want to move on it going forward? I like Zach Levine as a player, but as a team player, I don't know. He doesn't necessarily impact the winning as much as you would hope he would with how, how much he scores. Uh, I think the core of this team that you should keep together, as I just said that, Kobe White, Zach Levine, Lori Markinen, Wendell Carter. Extend them and build the rest. Um, those guys are solid. They do have a couple other players who are not bad, who I wouldn't mind see stick around, but those um, uh, four guys who I just mentioned, I think is the core that keep together. Um, we talked about drafting backup guards and sign some young backup big if you need to. Say goodbye to Otto Porter Jr. after next season if he's asking for any more than 15 mil a year. Um, Trevor, or Sadoransky, who's a 6'7 point guard, I, I think he's super overused. I, I, yeah, I almost said our SBI, I think is one of the best backup guards in the league. He's a, yeah. I, again, it's going to depend on how good some of these players actually are, since we didn't really get to see that last season. This is one of those question mark teams who I really don't know where they're going to go next season. Uh, how much of a difference does a coach really make? We're going to find out with this team. Hot take: uh, package picks and a younger prospect for Gordon Hayward or Victor Oladipo. Depending on how soon they want to be a title contender, these guys have one-year contracts before re-signing it cheap or let go to try to sign Giannis in some way. It's not going to happen, but Chicago's a cool city. It's true. All right, I guess this is the time of the day where we talk about the New York Knicks. Okay. Do we? Unfortunately. So I've got. This I'm, should be should real we, quick. Should we really? I've got the. New Do we York. have to? I've got the New York Knicks, and next to them I have in my notes, parentheses, I hate it here. <laughs> um, their mission is who the hell knows anymore. Um, they only have Randall on contract and team options on Barrett, Robinson, Knox, and Brastakis in 21. Like, literally in 21, they could only have Randall left on contract if they choose not to pick up the team contract, team option of all those guys. Just fuck it. We're just going to have one guy out there. One year, one year contract. So, you know... I guess their goal is to try to make a splash in the 21 free agency, just like it was to try to make it in the 
19 free agency. Just like it was that, in the, the LeBron, the LeBron sweepstakes. Before that, before well, and before that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Come play for us. <laughs> and everyone's um, like, no. I think their second mission is to figure out a better front office and coach, and hopefully owner. Um, yeah, that last one's not happening. I think their third mission is to be kind of watchable. Uh, that would be ideal. And their fourth mission is again, I hate it. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Uh, they have the eighth pick in the draft. They are absolute dog shit at every position. So just get the best player available, um, or help trade up. Honestly, like you've got, we've got some, a lot of assets, right? You've got so many young players. I don't know if you call them assets, but you got a lot of young players. Trade up. I mean the picks. That's what I mean. Yeah, they, they, they don't even have any picks. Oh really? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, like they've got, they don't even have all their own picks, and they have very few from other people. I think they have less than just if they had their own picks. Um, uh, and then the, uh, they're losing Harkless, Portis, Gibson, Ellington, and Pinson are all on team off. And then uh, uh, Pinson's on – oh, sorry. Ellington and Pinson are on team options. They're losing Harkless, Portis, and Gibson. I say you keep uh, Ellington because he's a D and three guy. But you really can't even use, but just that look at the flip of that the trade deadline because someone's going to win. Just sign a bunch, of, bunch more one-year deals, really. Right. Um, the free agency targets, uh, they're going to overpay Freddie. And I really hope they don't overpay Freddie, but they're probably going to overpay Freddie. Um, then there also is a lot of talk about them trading for CP3, but... I also hear talks about them trading for Russell Westbrook. Basically, if there's a big-name star, right. they're trying to trade for him. I'd love if they trade for Russell Westbrook. That would, that would just be fun. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, um, where do you see him? Hey, if they if you, you hear it now, if Russell Westbrook goes to the Knicks, that team will be watchable. Okay. 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 If you say so, they'll make it to the playoffs with Russell Westbrook. Fuck whatever, him. whatever you're defining as. If you say so, as watchable to trade for him, they're gonna have to give up assets, right? Or maybe they have bed cap space and. Okay. Knicks and whatever they are. I mean, this is from the Rockets to the Knicks. We'll talk about that in a minute, but keep going. Yeah. Um, and lastly, I, re- I reiterate that I hate it. All right. Next up, the Detroit Pistons. D-Town. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, 2019-2020 record of 20-46. and 46. Wow, 13th in the East. How can you guys manage to be worse than the Knicks? Here's how. That's you Cleveland. have nothing. You thought that the Knicks had nothing. You have nothing. The Knicks have everything compared to the Pistons. Oh, my God. What about Blake Griffin? Nothing. 20, 21st in the offensive rating, 22nd in defensive rating, 28th in pace. Just <laughs> terrible. Contracts of the 21-22 or 2021 season. <laughs> 71 million, 71, basically 72 million, 29th most. So they have the second fewest amount of money spent. They have eight to nine guaranteed contracts, depending on if somebody picks up the player option. Um, two contracts for the 21 22 season. I'm sorry, not Blake Griffin was it? Uh, uh, I forget who the other uh, player option was. But two contracts for the 21 22 season, which is Blake Griffin. And Seko de Boyle. What are you guys going to do? Your free agency this year, Brandon Knight at 28, John Henson at 29, Langston Gallery at 28, Thaw McCurr at 23. Still 23. Who knew? 
Uh, Christian Wood, 25. Jordan McRae, 29. The only players here who I would even think about considering re-signing are Christian Wood and, I guess because he's young, Don McCurr. I'm over Don McCurr. He's 23. I don't care. He's 23. He's been in the league like four years. He's done nothing. Yeah, he's in some shit situations, if you, if you think about it. Yeah, that Milwaukee team is just absolute shit. I mean, they were. When he was first drafted to him, yeah, they were terrible. Huh? Um, but Christian Wood's not going to be playing for the Detroit Pistons next year. They're going to try to throw money at this guy. He's already come out like on his Instagram live and said, who should I play for next year? I saw that. That's bad. And then even the Detroit Pistons were like, no, we hate you now. So he's there's I don't see him going to, back to Detroit. Um, seriously, man, future pick, future moves and outlook. They've got one pick in the 2020 draft, seventh overall. No wrong answers, guys. Congratulations, you. No wrong answers. There's definitely wrong answers, though. No, I mean, they literally just pick any mock draft that's out there right now and go with whatever they say. It's better than what you guys would normally do. Um, the core. No, blow it up. Blow it the fuck up. Seriously, everyone could go. Uh, the only people I would think about considering to keep or extend, Luke Kennard, Seco DeBoyo, try for Christian Wood again, um, and sign as many people as you need to field a team. But other than that, blow it up. Uh, what, what, so, to me, the only uh, – Luke Kennard's one of your field viable trade assets. What would it take for you to trade for him? I say one first round pick. Yeah. Well – Here's the thing. I'll say a first-round pick and a second-round pick or a pick swap, something like that, just because I think he's still young enough that he's, he's got more value. Um, and there is going to be hard to pry him away. Uh, hot take, Blake Griffin will not be playing for the Detroit Pistons in the upcoming season. At the end, by the end of the upcoming Next. season. Next! They love power forwards! To be fair, my hot take about Detroit last season did come true. Uh, Andre Drummond was not on the team. Yep. By the end of the season. Uh, this team is hot garbage. How they are not the lowest team in the East baffles me. All right. Well, we'll get there, and we'll start with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, I think, are actually really interesting. Right? Um, I agree. I agree. Worse than the Clippers. I'm sorry. Worse than the Pistons. So, I think their mission is to make a splash and get a big-name wing. Um you know, there's a lot. Of, it's just, it's all talk right now, but there is some talk that Paul George is available for trade, and they've got a they've got a lot of cap space, and a lot of uh, there's talks that Paul George is available space. for trade. Yeah, a lot of people are saying the Clippers are going to get rid of Paul George out this year. After this year? No, like in this offseason. Well, they saw him after the playoffs and like trade him. Right, and they want a playmaker, and he's not a playmaker. Okay, what right. do the what do the what do the Hawks give? Um, the Hawks have a lot of draft capital, um, and so I think you could get you could make a three team deal. Okay. Right, where say CP three goes to the uh, Clippers, Paul George comes to the Hawks, and draft picks go to the Thunder, or uh, other other potential players, uh, other potential playmakers who are uh, thinking about moving. Um, you could maybe make a deal for Bradley Beal, right? Because uh, if especially if they're moving off Bradley Beal, they're going to be rebuilding Washington with uh, uh, picks from the Hawks, right? You're gonna you're probably going to move like Dwayne Dedman and uh, some other pieces, but actually no, the the Hawks have so much fucking cap space um, for now. Yeah, uh, and then um, when does that cap space run out? Next season. No, 
They got to resign a shipload of people, right? Um, just click on 2020-21. Trey Young is on contract through 21-22. Cam Reddish is on contract through 22-23. Um, so they've got three players from 22-23, and then they've got to resign a bunch of people. Uh, the big ones is John Collins. They got to resign at the end of next year if they decide to keep him. But mm-hmm. here, just uh, click on that. It'll take away next. Right. Yeah, click uh, on. Okay. Yeah, that's but that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know why I clicked that for you, but um yeah, that's what I'm saying is they next year they everyone's still on team deals except for Brandon Goodwin and John Collins and Brandon Goodwin can leave for all I care. They're losing Jeff Teague, DeAndre Bembry, Vince Carter, Scala BCA, Damon Jones, and Trayvon Graham. Who cares? In fact it's awesome that they're losing uh Jeff Teague's nineteen million dollars that um uh, Clint Capella and Dwayne Dedman are basically the only two expensive players. And Dwayne Dedman, they have on contract for another uh, year after that, 13 mil. I'm fine with that. They have so much cap space. Um, but they they also have the sixth pick. So I say you go after uh, the best wing available because Reddish and Hunter are both. Reddish is starting to turn out. Uh, Hunter is his defense is good, but he's been really uh, underwhelming on the offense. So I say you go after Okoro, uh, who is uh, Isaac Okoro. Yeah, I think he. I think he's probably a good fit there. Um, or just whatever best wing is there at six. Um, and then uh, I, it's if you can't make the PG trade work in free agency, I think you're going after Gordon Hayward. I think you're going after uh, Danilo Gallinari, and I think you're going after Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, that's those. Are the, yeah, yeah. I think Danilo Gallinari is going to be the best fit for that team there. He doesn't fit their timeline. Is the only problem. He's starting to get old, mm. and they want to be good for a while. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so if you sign him, I want it to be for a short term deal. Okay, I see you. Um, but I think Gordon Hayward. Uh, he's a little old, but he's not. He's only. He's what, like twenty nine, thirty. Who? Gordon Hayward. Uh, he is thirty. Yeah. So Gordon Hayward, but uh, and then Tim Hardaway Jr. I think is like twenty six, twenty seven. So realistically, uh, um, honestly, I just I really want this PG trade to work. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but they have so much cap space, and especially they've got so much cap, cap, look, cap space. It just looks so bad on the Clippers if they traded Paul George away after trading all of what they did to get him. Yeah, literally, every, all, they sold the farm to get him. But it, but what you gotta understand is it wasn't just for Paul George; it's for Paul and Kawhi. Because Kawhi wasn't coming if Paul Paul George wasn't there. Yeah, well, they got Paul George, and now they have nothing. They have Kawhi. And then, yeah, if they lose Paul George, then they will just have Kawhi. Right. But they're not going to lose just Paul George. They're going to trade Paul George, so they're going to get assets in return. If you say so. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, a pissed-off Clippers fan who's who's spout, who's making those. This is definitely going to happen. Maybe. Probably. But, All right. Move on to the final team in the East. The Cle- your, your Cleveland Cavaliers. Those are my, that's mine as well. Um, I think their mission is just to continue the rebuild. Um, the get asset, uh, if you can get assets for Kevin Love this year, I think that's going to be really important, uh, especially as his contract's getting shorter and shorter. Um, some contender's going to want him. Um, and then also you got to decide what you're going to do with Drummond. He opted into his $28 million player option. Um, I he's still pretty young. I like him as a fit for the team, 
Um, you try to move like Tristan Thompson then? No, oh, Tristan Thompson's a free agent this year. No, so I, I said we just let him walk. Uh, he can take the Kardashians with him. Drummond is younger than Tristan Thompson. Right. Like that's in significantly. Game. significantly. Yeah. But, let, so let you Thompson just I, I say you let um I say you let Andre Drummond uh sort of figure out his spot and my goal would be to bring him back next year for south of twenty million. Right? If you pay him seventeen to eighteen, that's a big one. As much as I in, I think that that would be a good idea, I think Andre Drummond's ego is too big for right. him to accept that. Right, and worse, and honestly, worse comes worse. After that, he walks, and we traded a second round draft pick to have him for a year. And right. I fair. Yeah. Uh, but and then uh, this year they're losing Tristan Thompson, Matty Bellavedova, Ante Zizek, and Jordan Bell. I say resign Zizek and Bell, uh, assuming they both stay cheap. If I ever can get money from elsewhere, let them go. Uh, and they got the Jordan th- Bell's on the Cavs, Cavs roster. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is so funny because when he got drafted by Golden State, he said "fuck LeBron," and LeBron was on the Cleveland Cavaliers at the time. And now look where Jordan Bell is. Yeah. On a dog shit Cleveland Cavaliers team. Yeah, but um, I it was part of a trade too. I forget what the trade was. Um, I think it was. Uh, regardless, so he came from Memphis, didn't he? Yeah, but so Jordan Bell and Zizek, if they're cheap, if not, let them walk. Who really cares? And then they've got the fifth overall pick in the draft. Um, and obviously they're going to go after Obi Toppin, which uh, I, I say poised to get. I, I say that you know for fun because I am a uh, Cavs fan and a Dayton fan, but it's about where he's going to be going in the draft, and it'd be a great fit. Uh, to play power forward. Uh, honestly, play him at the power forward and let um. Uh, what's his name? His dad was a uh, Larry Nance Jr. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. can play uh, small ball five. All right. Anything else on the Cavs? Um. Go Cavs. Go go Cavs. Go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's also the coaching situation where uh, we've been letting JB Bickerstaff run it, and honestly, I'm okay with him continuing to do it, especially because we're not in a position where we're making a push. But, True. What's the timeline look like? Like, when are they going to be pushing for the playoffs? Um, I think I think we're two years away from being a splash team. Splash team. Um, I think you got to let these young players sort of come in, come into their own. Um, Still all in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. And. Um. Yeah, and realistically, especially when love, when love, uh, either gets traded away or leaves, and we have that cap space to work with, I think that's not that love's not a great player. It's just he's not a player that can lead a team. He's a great supporting player, right? Oh yeah, I mean you saw it in Minnesota when he was the lead guy; they weren't doing great, right? Uh, and then you saw it in Cleveland when he was the third tier option, which great third tier guy, but hopefully he can uh, find a spot where he can get more. Well, competitive. Fuck it. If D and Tony stays on the market, why not? Right. Yeah. Hall of Fame coach right there. Oh yeah. Let him fi- let him figure out what to do with this team. All right. Shall we move to the West? How deep are we? Hour and ten minutes in. I'm impressed. All right. To the West. The your. Before we do, timeout. To the fans, we've decided to make an audible because we've been having so much fun and going on. We are going to break this into two segments and do the West on another pod. Um, so that moves us to worth mentioning. I have one on a podcast. Kevin Durant was talking, and he said that oh, yeah. everyone calls LeBron the best, but I beat him twice in the finals. So what does that make me? Because you know, all I had to do was join a seventy-three. This is now me at living this. All oh, I you didn't say this. Was join a seventy-three win team after LeBron spanked me in the finals back in OKC. 
I, you sure he didn't? I feel like he would say that. Kevin Durant, you're good. Everyone knows you're good, and realistically, you're probably you might you've got a case to be second best player in the league. And I will never respect you as the second best player in the league because you just keep on running your mouth and your ego. It's sad. It really is. I I used to love this this player, man. Kevin, I loved OKC Kevin Durant. He was so talented and fun to watch. And now he's just whiny. I just to sell out. Uh, I've got it worth mentioning. Um, so the everyone's getting all kind of up in arms about the bat, uh, the NBA not having it's a record low TV viewership for the NBA Finals, average of like seven and a half million views, which was down fifty one percent from last year. Um, things that are not noted a lot are that the NBA had an all time high digital recordings, which about a billion social views during the finals, six six point nine billion social views during the season, three hundred twenty one million YouTube playoff views, sixty one million. Um, views on just YouTube itself uh, and 2.6 billion Instagram views. So, the, yeah, the they were down in the TV and they're still trying to figure out how to profit on social media and off of the internet. But I think as long as you're getting people to view and to watch, you're going to find the money. Like people are not going to lose interest like they're still going to go to games they're still going to go and buy merchandise they're still going to do uh follow their favorite players so you just have to be more creative Mm -hmm. with how you incentivize and profit off that so it did overall the revenue of the league dropped 10 percent with how much as a whole china china and covid there's there's covid let's see um eight 800 million lost to gate receipts 400 million lost in sponsorships and merchandise sold Two hundred million were deemed um, negative, deemed a net negative impact of the whole China aftermath. Um, so, you know, you see, you saw, you saw it in all categories. But you know, and what we'll see, I think they'll rebound. Obviously, it won't, I don't think it'll be up as much because you're gonna have less games. You still won't have fans in the stands, at least what seems to be for the time being, maybe, you know, of limited amount, select yeah. few, um, depending on which states have allowed uh, people in the stadiums. Um, I doubt any of the California teams will have anything for a while. They've got uh, some, some nasty COVID going on there. but The uh, NBA is tentatively trying to start the uh... – New season, 2021 season, on the end of December, probably about the 22nd or 21st, I think. The NBA on Christmas Day as the opening day would be so much fun. Which I'm sure the NBA is all about because they can get as many games in as they need to. They can do just try to get things on a different schedule, having October be the, or I'm sorry, August be the finals, which is right before football starts. It makes a lot of sense. There are some holes in that argument. FIBA. FIBA, FIBA and the Olympics. 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 The Olympics um, is a big one. They For do, all sports are having to are having to they also, deal with the eighth season in the Olympics. They also love having just the, the summertime off season. It's just the players like that. Also, the players don't want to start in December. Uh, they're like, it's too soon. It's not enough rest. Well, here's the thing. It's too soon for some teams. For some teams. The Cleveland, Cleveland and Atlanta, they haven't played since March, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, they've they've played since they're March. Itching, man. They're yeah, itching. They, they've they're itch they they want to go. It's it's the teams that made deep runs into the bubble. Oh, oh, we have seventy two game schedule as well. Also, at the risk of sounding like my dad, they say it's too soon to get back, but 
I've been working, I've been working nonstop the whole way through, That's right? True. They want this off season, and I get it that they need it to get their body to heal or whatnot, but maybe instead focus on load management and healthy, just, maintainable. Just schedule. Kawhi Leonard so, the season. So I was going to say, if this is play, coming to fruition, play 50 games next and season, only play 20 minutes. They're going to have 72 game schedule, but some of these superstar players, I'm going to guess, are going to be playing two thirds of that season. Right. Easy, easy. Right. Which you know might give way to a younger team slipping in the playoffs somehow. I, you know? I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea of load management, not from a, a, a viewer's perspective, but from a, I guess, basketball GM perspective, a long-term, you want your players to rest as much as they can. It's going to make for some really good basketball when they do play. Um, it, it, I, I see everyone's point. From all sides, but also it's all going to come down to who's got the most money. Where's the money going to fall? Money makes the decisions. So, and if players don't show up and they don't play for the twenty second on the twenty second, they're going to have. There's going to be contract implications. There's going to be. Um, it, it's not going to be a lockout, I wouldn't think, but it's it's people are going to be unhappy. So we'll see. That's going to be a interesting predicament as that comes. But we get to sit back and watch it and enjoy it. It's just it's it's more it's true. sports. It's true. So Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal recently had a conversation where Jason Tatum <laughs> says he still would have gone to Duke instead of taking the 500k to go to the G League. And Bradley Beal said, "So Duke gave you 600k." And Tatum said, "Hey, Duke might be one of the only stand-up schools in the country." And Beal said, "Listen, man, I was born, but I wasn't born yesterday." <laughs> I said that to you. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's, that's hilarious. Um, Terrence Davis did a bad thing and. Hunter Trost. Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis? Yeah. He uh, okay. assaulted, allegedly assaulted his uh, ex-girlfriend. I wonder if he was his ex-girlfriend at the time or if she's just now his ex-girlfriend. These are the things they don't tell you on Instagram, but not a good thing. Nope. Anything, anybody got anything else? I don't know on a positive note. That's I as usual don't really have any worth mentionings. Oh, um... The Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are likely to collaborate on a sneaker deal. Okay. So, you know, if you're all those sneakerheads out there. I, I mean, I do have a pair of Nike Chunky Dunkies, so. <laughs> yes, you do. Yep. Pays two whole thousand dollars for them. That's right. Best investment I ever made. <laughs> uh... Other than that, I think we already talked about Stan Van Gundy being the new Pelicans head coach, did we? Did we touch on that? Uh, no, that's one of the things I was going to talk about when we went on the Pelicans, but then we decided not to do it. Spoiler alert! Stan Van Gundy is the new head coach of the Pelicans. Last time well, he coached was for the Detroit you, Pistons. You might as well bring up the Pacers. I'm sorry. Then too. Was it for the Pacers? Yeah, it was no. for the Pacers. No, I said no, you no, might as well bring up the Pacers. Pacers just just hired that Raptors. Right, no, but I'm sorry, Stan Van Gundy's most recent coach was Detroit. was Detroit, Detroit. Pistons. Mm-hmm. Like 2013? Yeah, something like that. And before that, he was on the Magic. Or he was a coach of the Magic. But that's what I've got. Who did the Nina Pacers hire? Or Assistant from the Raptors. Ah, uh, yes. Some very... Uh, it's one of those names with a lot of consonants. Bjorkgren? Borgen? B-J-O-R-K-G-R-E-N. I... Bjorgen? 
Yes. Jorgen. Jorgen. Obviously. A lot of consonants. Nate Jorgen. <laughs> That's a J in there. I'm not even going to attempt that. If y'all haven't seen Chance the Rapper as an ice hockey coat or uh, announcer, you should go check that out. It's on SNL. It's pretty fun. Pretty hilarious. So. All right, y'all. I think that does it for us here. We'll catch you next time. Peace.